Hello everyone, this is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with episode 197 of Weekly Poker Hand. I asked you all a while back on Twitter if you are still listening and watching, and I got a lot of people who said yes, so thanks for that. So I guess I'll keep making some more videos. Um, so in this end, we're playing 100 big blinds deep. Everyone folds to the player in the small blind who min raises. I think this is a particularly poor play from the small blind because what you're basically doing is giving your opponent in position three to one pot odds to see the flop. So how bad do I have to be to not be able to win or realize 25% of my equity in position? Well, I have to be horribly, horribly bad. Or my opponent's hand has to be really, 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 really good. And both those things are often not going to be the case. This min-raise is something you see a lot of amateur players do just because they're, they've seen some pros min-raise and they think, okay, I should min-raise. But that is certainly not good poker and don't do it. If you're going to raise from the small blind, you want to make it big. When you're playing this deep, you probably want to make it four big blinds. But I definitely use a limping strategy most of the time and I think that's going to be your best bet. I discuss this a lot in my book, Mastering Small Stakes No Limit Hold'em. You can get that at jonathanlittlepoker.com mastering. So in this spot, my opponent did raise to 100 from the small blind. And I like to just call the ace-jack offsuit. I could certainly three-bet. But if my opponent is getting tricky with a hand like aces, kings, queens, jacks, I say getting tricky, you know, playing them really just face up and honestly by min-raising. If he is, if he does have one of those premium hands, I don't want to lose more money than necessary. And by calling, I also disguise my hand's strength. So I don't mind calling. There is certainly merit in pushing whatever preflop equity I have if my opponent is just bad and is min-raising with 9-7 suited. But... I tend to err on the side of caution. So I do just call. Flop comes ace, eight, six, giving me top pair, which is great. My opponent checks, and now what do I do? Well, the pot's 200. We're playing really deep. Clearly, betting is fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with betting here. If my opponent was playing honestly with a hand like aces, kings, queens, jacks, tens, ace, king, well, I actually don't want to put money in the pot, right? Because if I bet and he does have a hand like queens, he's going to call one bet, but probably then fold on the turn or river. But if it goes check, check on the flop, he may be inclined to pay off on the turn or river. If he has ace, king, or aces, clearly I don't want to bet because I lose to those hands. And if he has garbage, like let's say he's sitting here with queen, jack, offsuit, he's drawing dead, right? And he's never going to pay me off. So the only time that betting really maximizes value in the spot is when I'm against a hand like ace, five, they decided to min raise preflop and then check top pair. Or a hand like kings that will check call all three streets, but I think that's probably not such a good strategy. That said, min raising is not such a good strategy, so we can't really count on our opponent playing well, can we? Um, so maybe betting makes a lot of sense because of that. But in this scenario, I definitely like checking most of the time, mainly just to make our opponent have, have a very bad misconception about our range. He's often going to think we have a marginal made hand or worse. So if he is sitting here with queen jack offsuit, now all of a sudden he may decide to bluff, which is great, right? Because he's drawing dead. So it does go check, check on the flop, turns a king, obviously we lose to pocket kings. The opponent bets 100. I could raise, but again, I don't want to let my opponent fold out whatever bluffs he has. So I do just call. River is a jack, giving me two pair, which is great. The opponent now bets 600 into the 400 pot. Ugh, if he bet any other regular size, I would have put in a raise on this river. I, I, I understand that we lose to ace-king and queen-10, 
and the sets clearly. But there really should not be that many combinations of those in our opponent's range, and he may just have some random ace that'll pay us, or maybe king-jack that will pay us. So I think we could get called if we raise normally. But when our opponent bets 600, 1.5 times pot, I think that is often a sign of extreme strength and should lead you to call. Now, I'm not saying you should make some big hero fold, because I'm expecting my opponent to make some blunders. Also, when the pot is relatively small, you will sometimes just see players bet big because they don't really know what the pot size is. They just think, oh, 600, that's some. I'm going to bet some without realizing the pot's only 400 chips. Because at this point, the pot's probably like a bunch of 25 chips and whatnot. Um, so it may look kind of big. Anyway, I'm going to call. Whenever I do assume my opponent's range all of a sudden becomes very polarized to either nuts or nothing, I want to look at my hand King, uh, ace jack for you know top and second pair and ask how does that do against the nut hands well what are nut hands here it's gonna be aces kings jacks ace king and queen 10 well i lose to all of those all the nut hands i lose to i beat all the bluffs so this even though it is two pair and it improved a ton on the river it is still just a marginal made bluff catcher and with a marginal made bluff catcher you just want to call so we have a pretty easy call on this river oh and i raise why did you do this, Jonathan? So for me to do this, I pretty much have to assume my opponent's just bad. And now, I clearly can't know that, reviewing this hand a while after I played it, because I don't remember playing this hand. Um, but if I think my opponent is particularly horrible, I'll make this play. And for me to consider this, I have to have seen my opponent do some ridiculous stuff. I need him like overbetting with marginal made hands and calling it off. I need him just like bluffing a lot. I need him really tilty at me to where he may decide to hero call me with king queen or something like that. But this is certainly not the standard play. If I was making a pokercoaching.com quiz here, I would say raise gets like two out of 10 points, maybe three out of 10 points, not very many. I think calling is definitely the best only because of the opponent's giant river bet. But again, if I know his river, giant river bet doesn't really mean anything, or if maybe I mean it, maybe if I know it means marginal strength, then sure, we can go ahead and raise. But in general, I don't like this. The opponent does call, and we just win. So who knows what he had? I'm not even going to speculate because who knows? Oh, take a look at the notes here. He clearly meant to bet 200 on the river. Ooh, so knowing that, let's say this is from a small stakes tournament as well. It's a $1,000 tag team tournament. But actually, people get to buy in for like 250, 250, 250, and 250. So it's really, really a small stakes tournament. Um, if he meant to bet 200, now all of a sudden I'm definitely raising. Remember how I just said I would raise if he bet a regular amount, like 400 or 200 or 300, something like that. Most likely, this guy had his chips stacked up incorrectly, where he had his greens on top, blacks in the middle, purples in, the, in between that and the thousand chips. So the at the World Series of Poker, the purple chips and the black chips, the 500s and 100s, look kind of similar. And if you're unfamiliar with them, you will very often make an error because you'll just pick up a black chip and the chip underneath it and assume that that's 200. So if that's the case, then yeah, I'm raising because this guy meant to bet 200. If you're aware of these types of things when you're playing, you can maximize value, right? But here, me, reviewing the hand a while later, I certainly can't do that because I didn't know that he meant to bet 200. Whenever you are stacking your chips, I discussed this in a few of my books, it's really, really important. Figure out a system to where you can almost play blindfolded. 
Um, what I do is I put my big denomination chips on the left, my small denomination chips on the right. So I have my 1,000 chips, 500 chips, 100 chips, and then 25 chips left to right. And I know where they are. I don't even really have to look at them. I have made, I can't remember the last time I made a wrong bet size. And uh, you know, that's, that's just smart, right? You want to minimize the number of mistakes you can make. And setting your chips up in a way that doesn't require you to dig through your stack every time you want to bet is certainly a good thing. Because having to dig through your chips, find exactly which chip you want to bet, that's just tedious and impractical. So be smart, make life easy on yourself, and don't make pointless mistakes. So that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you have any questions for me, definitely ask on Twitter at Jonathan Little. And um, you know, be sure to sign up for your free one-week trial at PokerCoaching.com. I've worked really hard on that site, and we have a lot of interactive quizzes, and I think you'll enjoy them. So go check that out. You can get a free one-week trial, so there's no reason not to. Thanks again for being here today. Good luck in your games, and I will talk to you next week.